ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد one of the beautiful things about our deen is that it teaches us what to prioritize as well as how to prioritize and one theme, one formula you could say that we find time and time again in our absolutely beautifully comprehensive deen of Islam is this idea of purification first and then beautification second. Purification first and then beautification second. A basic example if somebody has their favorite shirt and maybe there's a special occasion that they need to get ready for and maybe that shirt needs to be cleaned what is the first step? First, you want that shirt to be cleaned, and then once you're getting ready, then you're going to use your favorite cologne. So there's the purification first, and then the beautification second. One example of this we find in Surah Sad, when Prophet Sulaiman alayhi salam, uh, he, he embodies this formula. In, in, uh, in this example, he asks Allah for forgiveness, so purification first, and then beautification. First, he asked Allah for forgiveness. <clears throat> he says, my Lord, forgive me. And then look at what he asked Allah. He didn't just, he didn't hesitate. He didn't ask Allah for something small after asking Allah for forgiveness. He asked Allah for forgiveness and then he asked Allah for something astronomically huge. First, the purification. And then what was the beautification component of his request that he submitted to Allah Azza wa and then he, after asking for forgiveness, he asked Allah to grant him a kingdom that would be so amazing that not a single person would ever have a kingdom similar to his after him. And Allah responded and Allah gave him even more than what he had asked for. Allah gave him and gave him, Allah gave him control over the wind, Allah gave him control over the jinn, Allah gave him power, Allah gave him kingdom. On top of that, he was a prophet. And then at the end of this passage, Allah tells him, right, in order to relieve pressure, you have you now have power, authority, control over all of these things. You know how you know you now have all of this capacity and capability. So give as much as you want and withhold as much as you want. I'm not going to hold you accountable either way. So so Allah is telling Prophet Sulaiman in this instance that He's not going to micromanage him. Right? Allah is giving him. The, the, this power, this authority, this control, the, you know, these different abilities, these different miracles. And then Allah tells him that it's up to you in order to allow breathing room. What was the formula of first purification and then beautification? If you look at the two rak'ahs of Sunnah before Fajr, the Prophet taught us وسلم, that these two rak'ahs, these are the two rak'ahs of Sunnah. We're not even talking about the two rak'ahs of Fard, of actual Fajr prayer yet. The two rak'ahs of sunnah beforehand, the Prophet said that these two rak'ahs are worth more than this world and everything it contains. So think of, think of the value of these two amazing rak'ahs of sunnah. What did the Prophet encourage us? We don't have to, right? At, at the end of the day, literally at the beginning of the day in this case, 
a person doesn't even technically have to pray these two rakahs, but they're very, very, very good, right? Of the best extra credit prayers that, that you can pray. Think of like witr, right? It's You have different levels and different categories, and you have some sunnah prayers, like the two rakahs before Fajr, like witr, that they're so important, they're still, they're not fard, you have the five daily prayers, but just beneath that, they're, they're at that level. So of the sunnah prayers, these are the, the, the highest ranking ones you could say. What did the Prophet encourage us to, to recite in these turakas? Now, do we have to pray these turakas? Not necessarily, but it's amazing extra credit. Do we have to recite these two surahs in these turakas? Not necessarily, but it's a beautiful sunnah to connect with. The Prophet encouraged us, والسلام, to recite Surah Al-Kafirun, of course, after Fatiha in the first rakah, and then Surah Al-Ikhlas after Fatiha in the second rakah. So Kafirun and Ikhlas, Qulullah Ahad. This follows the general pattern of that formula. Surah Al-Kafirun is purification. Just in case, purification. Right? Even if the living room looks clean, we end up vacuuming it anyways. Why? For the habit. Just in case. We, we want to keep that routine. We want to keep that habit going. There's purification from, from Surah Kafirun. And then you have the beautification of Surah Ikhlas. Right? Surah Kafirun purges the heart in case there's anything there. It polishes it. It cleans it. And then you have Surah Al-Ikhlas to decorate it. Again, this idea, purification and then beautification. Another example, the Prophet, he taught us, and you find so many different beautiful, practical things that we can connect with that take a little bit of time. But then the reward is huge. The reward is massive and may very well be someone's one-way ticket to Jannah. And we ask Allah to give all of us those one-way tickets, Amni Rabbil Alameen, bighayri hisab, without any account, Amni Rabbil Alameen. What's an example? It takes very little time, but it's very effective when it comes to purification. And this is a reminder for myself first and foremost. The Prophet taught us that whoever says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Astaghfirullah alladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum wa atubu ilayh. It took a few seconds to say that, but the Prophet taught us that whoever says this three times, then Allah forgives all of their previous sins, even if they amount to the foam of the sea. This is an expression indicating that no matter how many mistakes you've made, they're not going to amount of the, to, to the foam of the sea. So the Prophet is teaching us to have, to have that glimmer of hope. Right? Oftentimes, we, it's not just everyone makes mistakes, but it's not just about making a mistake. What shaitan wants to do, he wants two things. One, for the mistake to happen. But the second thing, he actually, you can argue, he cares more about. He doesn't, one, he wants us to make a mistake. Two, he wants us to abandon all hope. He wants us to think that there's no hope for me after making this mistake or that one or that one. Now, obviously, this is not a license for us to go and do whatever, right? But the, the important thing that we want to have is a, a balanced mentality and paradigm. How do we connect our hearts to this deen? And there has to be this balance between fear and hope. Right? So when, when you look at what the Prophet taught us, it gives us this hope. Right? That's something shaitan absolutely hates. He wants us to sin and then he wants us to despair. Why? Because that's exactly what he did. It wasn't just that he made a mistake. He refused to do tawbah. He fell into complete despair. 
and, and, and you know, sealed his own fate, you could say. We ask Allah to protect us from falling into despair, and if we've fallen into it, we ask Allah to lift us out of it. يُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُورِ We ask Allah for that, Amni Rabbil Alameen. This dhikr that the Prophet taught us, أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ الَّذِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ وَالْحَيُّ الْقَيْمُ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ Again, if a person says it three times, it doesn't take that much time. It may take maximum 30 seconds, maybe a minute, if someone takes their time to say this. And the Prophet is teaching us, start fresh today. Start fresh right now. It's not just about the mistakes that have been made, but shaitan wants us to live in the past in, in the most negative ways and to ruminate to the extent that we feel like, what's the point of even saying that? How can Allah be so forgiving? How can Allah forgive me for this mistake and that one and that one? Just by saying this a few times, but we have to take a step back and ask ourselves, what do we truly believe in our heart of hearts of Allah? We say that Allah is forgiving, Allah is merciful. We say that with our tongues, as we should. rahim, As we should. But in here, in our heart of hearts, do we truly believe that Allah is forgiving? Do we truly believe that Allah is merciful? We should. It's not just that we should. We have to. It's mandatory. We don't have, we don't, we don't have flexibility in this matter. There are a lot of different opinions regarding a lot of different things in Islam, and that's part of the beauty of the mosaic of Islamic scholarship. You have no difference of opinion regarding this issue. We have to believe that Allah is forgiving and merciful. Allah Himself tells us time and time again that He's forgiving and He's merciful. The most commonly paired names in the Qur'an, oftentimes you find two names paired together. Not always, but that's typically the norm. And the most common pair of names that you find in the Qur'an, He's forgiving and merciful. He's the one telling us this. Allah is telling us to have hope in that formula, in that process, purification and beautification. So for us to turn to Allah and to ask Allah for forgiveness. I want to mention this specific dhikr and what, what, is, what is the gist of the meaning? Astaghfirullah. I ask Allah for forgiveness. I'm taking responsibility. I'm taking accountability for my mistakes. I'm not making excuses, Ya Allah. I'm standing here. I'm sitting here. I'm in sajda before you today, asking you to forgive me, and I'm recognizing that the mistakes that I've made have been mistakes. I'm not beating around the bush and running in circles, and I'm not even justifying it. I'm owning up to it. Ya Allah, it's a mistake. Please forgive me. Allah's promise is that He'll forgive us. Allah's promise Himself is that He'll forgive us. And His Nabi wasallam gave us that promise that He'll forgive us. So if we still struggle with that doubt, that doubt is not coming from Allah, that's not coming from His Prophet That's coming from the nafs of the person, that's coming from shaitan, it's coming from somewhere else. If someone is in a courtroom and the judge decides and they mandate that today you're going free, are you going to argue with that judge and say, no judge, I, I think I'm guilty, none of us would do that ever. If, if that's what the judge decrees and the, the gavel goes down and it's in our favor and we're forgiven, we're free, we're, we're, you know, it's decided that we're innocent, free to go, there's not sufficient evidence, whatever the case may be, no one is going to stand there and argue against themselves. They're going to they're gonna take that mandate, walk right out, and, and, and they're, they're going to be content with it. Maliki Yawmiddin, Allah is the owner of the day of judgment, the day of deen, Allah is the master of the day of deen, Allah is the king of the day of the, the day of deen. So if the king of kings is telling us that this is something that he's deciding, then who else can speak in the courtroom, so to speak, of that king? No one can. So we have to have that hope for ourselves as well as for others.
So I want, I want us to connect with this as best we can regarding the purification component. Astaghfirullah, I ask Allah for forgiveness. Alladhi la ilaha illahu, the one besides whom there is no God. I ask Allah for forgiveness, the only God, there's no God other than Him. Astaghfirullah alladhi la ilaha illahu. Alhay al-qayyum, the ever-living, the sustainer. You even have the opinion that, that this is Allah's greatest name, Alhay al-qayyum. And you find it three times in the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Ali Imran, and Surah Taha. And if we ask Allah with this formula, Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum, and we include it, then we're taught, the Prophet taught us that Allah will respond to us. But it's up to us to try to do that, to take those steps towards Allah to do our part to seek His forgiveness. What's the meaning of it? I ask Allah for forgiveness. The one, there's, there's no God except Him. Alladhi la ilaha illahu al-hay al-qayyum. The ever-living, the sustainer, وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ and I, and I turn to him in repentance. It doesn't take that long, but the Prophet taught us, say this three times, your past is forgiven. You have a clean slate with Allah. This is a promise from the Prophet masduq making this promise on behalf of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah trusted him with, with the weight of humanity. وَمَا أَرْسَنَاكِ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And the Prophet fulfilled his promise. He did his job والسلام, so he delivered the message, but it's up to us to accept it and to practice it as best we can. this is the component of, of purification. What's the component of beautification that I want to connect with after this? So we want to make this dhikr, say it three times, and we have a clean slate with Allah Azza wa Jalla, and we have to have that hope. And we ask Allah to give us that hope if we're struggling with having it. For the beautification component, I want to encourage myself and everyone here to give something. There's a table outside. Imam Ahmed Al-Khaldi, he's in town from Iowa. And he's part of an organization, Mercy Without Limits, that has very, very beautiful, effective, and detailed work regarding supporting orphans and supporting the needy overseas uh, in, in a variety of different localities. I want to encourage, if you can give something, then give something. Don't walk away from, from, from an entire opportunity if a person cannot give a full amount, $60 per month, to sponsor an orphan. If you can do that, God bless you. If you can sponsor 10 orphans, then do that. God bless you and your family. If you cannot do that, then at least give something. Give a one-time donation on your way out at that table. One thing that, that I want to, uh, to mention in addition to that, so regarding supporting orphans, so this is the beautification component. We don't just want to ask Allah to forgive us, and then the slate is clean, and then we leave the second slot empty. We want to capitalize on this opportunity as a method of beautification to show Allah that we're thankful for Him forgiving us and we want to continue to be forgiven. And the Prophet taught us والسلام, that you know how there are different life hacks, right? The Prophet taught us, he held his hand up and he said, the one who supports an orphan will be like this with me in the hereafter. So if we really want to be within proximity of the Prophet, the Prophet, he's, he's leaving it up to us. Does a person have to? Not necessarily. But it's very, very, very good. And if out of ihsan, in Allah Imam al-Ghazali said, Al-Adil is like capital in business. Ihsan is like profit. 
is like Prophet. So if we want that Ihsan, then this is one of the best things that we can do. And you have, this is actually really beautiful. Each orphan has a profile and there are the specific details. The name of the orphan, the country they're from, where they, where they currently are. So it's $60 a month. I want to encourage all of you to give what you can after the prayer. There's a, I'll, I'll be doing a very brief fundraiser. Please remain seated just for a few moments. I don't like to take too much time for fundraisers. If you have to go, may Allah bless you anyways. But please give what you can on your way out. That's one thing. And then there also, if you, if you want to donate for a well, it's $500 for uh, a water pump. $500. If you can give the whole thing, God bless you. If you can give 10, God bless you. But if, if you can't, but you can give towards one, give a dollar, give $10. Have your kids give 50 cents just to give something for the nur and the barakah. Then I want to encourage all of us to do so. And then lastly, as I conclude, uh, some announcements. Tonight we will, we will be having a family night from 7 to 9.30 here at the center. Dinner will be served at 7. And Imam Ahmed Al-Khaldi will be giving a talk regarding back to school, inshallah. And then tomorrow we will be having a discussion for the youth called How to Be a Millionaire from 1.30 to 4 p.m. The talk will also be led by Imam Ahmed Al-Khaldi. We ask Allah to bless the effort. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to open our hearts and to fill our hearts with hope, peace, tranquility, and contentment. We ask Allah to turn any and all of our hardships into ease. We ask Allah for the best of this life and the next. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana fil akhirati hasana. We ask Allah for mercy that only He can give us and we ask Allah for guidance that only He can provide. Rabbana atina min ladunka rahma wa hayat lana min amrina rashada inna Allah ya'maru bil'adli wal-ihsani wa ita'idhi al-qurba wa yanha al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum na'allakum tadhakaroon wa aqimu as-salam.